I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on X at C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. You can also read my regular CBSSports.com column agents take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Uh, Today we're going to look at Dak Prescott and his 2023 season and what it's going to mean for him contractually. The 2023 season has been a redemption from what was considered a down year by Dak Prescott's standards in 2022. Last season, Prescott led the NFL for career-high 15 interceptions, even though he missed five games in the middle of the season with a fractured right thumb. He's having the best season of his uh, eight-year NFL career, and this is coming on the heels of Cowboys owner Jerry Jones making a preseason trade, which raised little eyebrows. The Cowboys acquired 2023rd overall pick Trey Lance for a 2024 fourth-round pick, which they gave to the San Francisco 49ers. That trade was made without consulting Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott giving him a heads-up. And that started fueling plenty of speculation that Jones was hedging his bets in case Prescott didn't have a bounce-back year. Jones would insist that Prescott had a long-term future in Dallas, but that didn't stop people from running in that direction. So, coincidence or not, Dak Prescott playing the best football of his career. Cowboys have a 9-3 record, and he's a legitimate MVP candidate for the first time in his career. So, for the season, uh, Prescott has completed 70.1% of his passes. Um, That's first, uh, actually second in the NFL. He's thrown for um, 3,234 yards. That's fifth most passing yards. He's got 26 uh, touchdown passes. That's first in the NFL. He's got 108.3 passer rating. That is second in the NFL. He is on pace to throw for the second most passing yards in a season for 4,582. He's on pace for 37 touchdown passes. That would tie his career high. 70.1 completion percentage would be his best in his career. And he's on pace to throw nine interceptions. He's second fewest in his career. And the 108.3 passer rating would be the best in his career. Um, he's the reigning NFC Offensive Player of the Month. He won that for the month of November. During November, the Cowboys went 3-1. and one. He completed 
68.9% of his passes, 131 of 190 attempts for 1,597 yards, 16 touchdowns, one interception, 120.4 passer rating. Only loss was to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, um, it's a huge change for Prescott since early in the year that when Dallas lost to the 49ers, that's when people were like, see, that's what you get out of Dak. And that was a game in the fifth or in early in early October, where he he wasn't very uh, productive in that game. Um, but ever since that 49ers game, uh, where he threw three interceptions, uh, he's been playing lights out. You could say that he's been the best quarterback in the NFL because they lost 42 to 10 on October 8th. He went 14 for 24, 153 passing yards, one TD, and three picks. Ever since that game, seems like the flip is switched for Dak. <laughs> and couldn't be doing it at the, at, the, at a better time. Uh, next four games are going to go a long way in determining where he is in terms of the MVP. Because they play Philadelphia Sunday night. And they go to Buffalo, a team which is fighting for its playoff life. They're 6-6, six and six, play Kansas City. They can't afford any losses. They're a desperate team. They go to Miami, who's uh, on track to win the uh, AFC East, if not have the number one, and they're in contention for the number one seed in the AFC. And they close out December with the Detroit Lions, who have the inside track to win the NFC North. So next four games, tough, and then the regular season finales against the Washington Commanders. So these four weeks will go a long way to determine the MVP, but they're not going to really determine anything for uh, Dak's contract. He's already done what he needed to do, have a bounce-back year. And he's going to have extraordinary leverage um, heading in the offseason when the expectation is that Dak and the Cowboys are going to get a new deal done. And that's because he's playing great. And the way the Dallas Cowboys structured the contract he signed in March of 2021. 2024 is going to be the uh, last year of the 4-year $160 million deal he signed, um, averaging $40 million per year. They made him second highest paid player in the league and at the time had a record $66 million signing bonus, which has subsequently been passed by um, Lamar Jackson. Now, Cowboys kicked the can down the road contractually. They restructure contracts constantly. They have restructured Dak Prescott's contract three times. That's why Dak Prescott has a $59.455 million cap number in 2024. It's the second highest cap number in the league. Now, 25.455 25.455 million of that cap number is proration. To make matters worse for Dallas, that's because of restructures. That's why I have that much proration. To make matters worse for Dallas, um, he's got a no trade clause. And also, there's a clause in his contract prohibiting him from being given a franchise or transition tag should he play it out in 2024. So the pressure or the onus is on Dallas to get a deal done. Prescott scheduled to make $34 million in 2024. $29 million is a base salary. $5 million is a fifth day of the league year roster bonus. 
So you, I, the ideal time frame from da- for Dallas would get that deal done before the uh, fifth day of the league year, so they have the maximum flexibility in terms of prorating money. Fifth day of the league year is on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Now, Dak is in a position to potentially become the highest paid player in the league. That's assuming he's going to exploit his leverage. And if Todd France's agent gets his way and Dak lets Todd do what he wants to do, Dak's, worst case is Dak's going to be the second highest paid player in the league. Now, uh, what he does from this standpoint on isn't going to impact whether, to me, Dak's going to be the second highest paid player in the league as long as he's going to exploit leverage. That should be a done deal for this reason. Him being the second highest paid player in the league. And who's second highest paid player in the league right now? Second highest paid player in the league is Justin Herbert, who at the beginning of uh, training camp, late July, um, signed a five-year extension for $262.5 million, averaging $52.5 million per year. The max value of the extension with the base salary escalators is $267.5 million. Herbert's deal has $193,738,375 in guarantees, $133,738,375 is fully guaranteed at signing. That's the second highest paid player in the league. Guy's been to one playoff game and lost it. The reason I say that that's Dak's floor is because... Back in 2021, when he signed this deal at $40 million per year, he was coming off of a season where he had a pretty serious injury. In 2020, Dak only played five games. And he had a compound, compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. And they still made him the second highest paid player in the league. So Dak playing at the level he is, it, he is right now, even if he tails off, as long as he doesn't start looking like Zach Wilson, which isn't going to happen, that's his floor, $52.5 million per year. Now, I think this is a deal where he's going to, be, going to become the highest paid player in the league, and what happens the rest of the year is going to determine how much more he is above Joe Burrow, who is currently the highest paid player in the league at $55 million per year on a deal he signed right before the start of the regular season as a five-year extension, which made him the second highest highest paid player in the league. I mean, made, made him the highest paid player in the league. It's a $275 million extension. The maximum value of the deal was $281.25 million because of incentives in his deal. And Burroughs got $219.01 million of salary guarantees and $146.51 million that's fully guaranteed at signing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What are the benchmarks you should be looking at for Dak Prescott to beat? Now, in terms of average, that's $55 million. Um, uh, Burrow. Now, I think this deal, Cowboys are lucky. It's going to basically be at or greater than the max value of this Burrow deal. If Burrow hit all of his escalators and incentives, that deal averages $56.25 million per year. That's where I think this deal, worst case, I said his worst case is being second. Uh, second highest paid player, topping the $52.5 million of Herbert. So let's say $52.75 million, $53 million. Really think that becoming the highest paid player, probably not going to see it below $56.25 million. Um, regardless of what he does the rest of the year. That's just what I think is going to happen. Whether that happens or not, different story. But the benchmarks, the overall guarantees, most in a contract is a $230 million uh, from Deshaun Watson in his fully guaranteed contract. That's also the most fully guaranteed. Now, the numbers I mentioned for Burrow are second, the $219.01 million in terms of overall guarantees, and the $146.51 million, the second most fully guaranteed at signing. Biggest signing bonus, uh, Lamar Jackson, $72.5 million. So I think uh, those things are going to be relevant. Now, in, uh, this year, we had multiple players become the highest paid players. Like you played leapfrog, you were taking turns to become the highest paid player. It went from Aaron Rodgers, who signed a deal in March of 2022, which was had five years including two below market deal below market years, but it's really a three year deal which people considered to be hundred fifty point eight one five million, which was an average of fifty million two hundred and seventy one thousand six hundred and sixty seven dollars. Now once the guy traded the Jets, he took a huge pay cut, but nonetheless he was the first fifty million dollar per year player in the NFL. He's now not in that club because of taking the pay cut and you got four guys who are the four guys who took turns being the highest paid player this year. You had Jalen Hurts, who signed a five-year extension, averaging $51 million per year. He got a 1.45% increase over Rodgers. The ink was barely dry on that contract he signed in April. Then you had Lamar Jackson, who was given a franchise tag um, by the Ravens, signed for $52 million per year on a five-year deal. That was a 1.96% increase than in Justin Herbert. Started training camp into July, comes in at $52.5 million. That's a 0.96% increase. And then you had Joe Burrow take it to $55 million. That's a 4.76% increase over Herbert. So the average increase, we'll say what the, well, not the average, but if you look at the increase, I guess the average increase, probably the proper thing, is 2.3% of 
each time someone became the highest paid player last year. And going to $56.25 million a year basically gets you to that average increase. That's a 2.3% increase. $56.25 million per year would be a 2.28% increase over Burroughs' deal. Now, if Dak Prescott wins MVP and has a nice playoff run, the $56.25 million number will be obsolete to me. And he doesn't necessarily, this is why I say that what he's done so far and barring the wheels falling, falling off, he'll be the highest paid player, provided he's going to exploit his leverage. Because Herbert got it with one playoff win. Lamar Jackson can't win in the playoffs so far. One in three in the playoffs, but was league MVP. So you don't, he's got playoff shortcomings. Cowboys are two and four. They haven't advanced past the divisional playoffs since 1995. That's not going to matter unless he just stinks up the joint. But even if they don't get past the divisional playoffs, highest paid player, further they go and or he gets MVP, we're going up higher. Now, <laughs> if he's MVP, they get to the Super Bowl, or if Dallas wins the Super Bowl, basically give to do the blank contract and fill it in. Now, I'm not ruling out $60 million per year under the right circumstances. Doesn't necessarily have to be Super Bowl champion like the Joe Flacco situation where he had to become the highest paid player based on playing out of his mind for a month at a level. He basically was Joe Montana uh, for those four games and never came close to anything like that again. Dak doesn't have to do that. Now, that's how you can. That's how you get to sixty million per year to me, if he wants to fully exploit that leverage. But um, what I expect to happen out of this deal, and six million per year, really wouldn't be that outlandish if you look at how much the quarterback market jumped this year, from where Aaron Rodgers was to where Burrow, nine point four percent increase. If you take Dak to sixty. That's 9.04% over Burrow. So from Rogers to Burrow, 9.4%. 60 million would be 9.09% over Burrow. Not that outlandish to me. Now, what could also factor in the equation to help Dak get 260 or close to it, this Burrow deal is extremely front-loaded. Through the first three New Year's, you're talking it averages $61,320,327. By first three New Year's, I mean you take out all the money that he was supposed to make over those last two years, subtract it from the total value of the five years since he had two years left on his contract. That's the new money through the first three years, and that's the average. So, that's going to come in the equation, in my estimation, in these negotiations at some point. I expect the record signing bonus. He got one last time at $66 million. The question is going to be whether it's going to be a four- or five-year extension. The big sticking point to why Dak had to play on a franchise tag and didn't get a deal done when his rookie contract expired is the Cowboys wanted five years. 
he only give up four years. This deal that he signed was four years with the protection of the franchise tag and no trade, no franchise tag clause and the no trade clause. So it forces them to the table again. I expect it to go record guarantees, overall guarantees, not fully guaranteed. Not going to beat the 230 a Dak. I don't fully guaranteed contract. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, maybe wins a Super Bowl. He could push for one. The way everything's worked in terms of no one being able to capitalize on it and Deshaun Watson's being injury plagued this year, not looking good last year. Fully guaranteed contract is probably sh- uh, that ship has sailed unless Dak plays out. Potentially, he has to split out his contract and leave it at the open market. But I don't see that happening. I do see more than 230 in overall guarantees. And I think you have a second guy with more than $150 million in total guarantees. Um, I do think you see that uh, with this contract. But let's say you had a $75 million signing bonus. And given all the proration in this contract, and Dallas has got such a big cap number at almost $60 million, if you knocked Dak's base salary down to $1.5 million, you got the $75 million signing bonus for New Year's prorated over the current year, $15 million of proration each year. You're going to save $17.5 million of cap space because you got right now $34 million counting as base salary. Is a salary between the $29 million base salary and the $5 million roster bonus. You get the deal done before the roster bonus is set on the books on the 17th. You're picking up $17 million of cap space right there. Um, and that's a significant amount of cap space for Dallas to pick up with Prescott. And that's a record signing bonus of $75 million. So um, that's how I envision things going um, with Dak Prescott. That in some, he's going to be the highest paid player in the league, in my opinion, provided he wants to exploit his leverage. Uh, it's just a question of how much more than Joe Burrow's $55 million per year it will be. I expect that he's, his true floor will be $56.25 million per year because that is the max value of Joe Burrow's contract. Uh, that is if he hits all his uh, performance bonuses. So... Um, rest of the year is going to be interesting to see if Prescott can take home the MVP and then if Dallas can actually do some damage in the playoffs, something that they haven't done since 1995 when they won the Super Bowl. So next four weeks will be interesting, but Dak Prescott has done what he needed to do this year for his bounce back year put himself in a position to break the bank. So um, that's going to be it for this week's um, or this this edition's Inside the Cap. Don't forget, you can find me on X at C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L and also read my CBSSports.com column, Agent's Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Thanks for listening and we'll see you back here next time.